Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. This week we're going to go over Eurovision, and if you don't know what that is, we're going to go through what it is, the history of it, and talk about this year's song contest. So, Eurovision, if you don't know what it is, I feel like a lot of people don't know what it is. Like, when I was researching this, heaps of Americans, especially, had no idea what this was. Mm, Well, because it's European. Yeah, right? But I always knew what it was. Like, I don't know why. I just always knew about it. But if you don't know, it's the longest running singing competition and also the most watched singing competition, which, understandable, it's all of Europe. (laughs) And a lot of the world, actually. Yeah, and everyone tunes in. Well, a lot of people tune in. Who doesn't love music? I know, and it's just hours and hours straight of music, pretty much. So it has finals, sometimes up to four hours, just the finale. And it's pretty much most of Europe and some random countries enter now and then. It's a song contest where each country sends a representative to perform in front of the world. So each country then votes and awards points to other countries because you're not allowed to vote for your own country. That's how it's kept going for all these years. And this actually started back in the 1950s. So World War II ended and Switzerland actually was like, yo, we need to make some peace here. Everyone just does not like each other right now. What does everyone love? Oh, singing. Music. Why why don't we do something with that? What unites the world? And, fun fact, they won the first one. This has been happening for over 60 years and heaps of countries have been joining in over these years because who wouldn't want to? It's it's so much fun. It's like a mini Olympics, right? But for the music world. Well, It it literally is the Olympics for the music world. Mm. Like, can our level Olympics Olympics. <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest started with originally just seven countries in 1956, and it was the only contest with two songs per country. Following the breakup of the Soviet Union, more countries wanted to join in the 1990s. In 1993 and 1994, a then record 25 countries took part. Then in 1996, a pre-qualification heat was organised to reduce 29 participants to 23, while host country Norway automatically was qualified for the contest as the 24th country. The challenge was solved in 2004 when a semi-final was introduced. Growing interest led to the introduction of a second semi-final in 2008. As a result, a record number of 43 countries took part in 2008 for the first time. All because they had two semi-finals now just instead of one. Well, yeah, they would have had to expand just for pure, like... Like we said, who wouldn't want to get involved with that? It sounds like so much fun, just like competing to see who is the, like, what song they think is the best. Yeah, and you can literally pick anyone from your country just to represent the whole mm-hmm. country. Like, who would we do? Guy Sebastian? Jessica Malboy? Us? <laughs> Scott Morrison? Um, He whipped out a ukulele in an interview the other day and sang a song. He could 100% represent this country. Oh, uh, set him off and put him on a little detour past Hawaii on the way through. Could have sent him on his holiday. <laughs> Make sure we light a few fires before he leaves. Though. Of course, set the world into a bit of a disaster and yeah, then set him yeah. off. But he's got, good. he's got to have his holiday first. <laughs> Anyways. So, over 1,500 500 songs have taken part in the Eurovision Song Contest. And if you were to listen to all the songs without a break, you'd be sitting up for nearly 72 hours. Oh my god. In the beginning, it was obvious for the participants that they should sing in their country's national language. You would think. However, as the Swedish entry in 1965, Absent Friend was 
sung in English. Songwriters across Europe soon tagged onto the notion that success would only come if judges could understand the content, resulting in entries such as Boom Bang a Bang and La 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 in 1973. The rules on language were then relaxed. Isn't that crazy? You would think they would all have their own language, but I suppose it wasn't really set out in the rules, so then they would have been like, oh, well, let's do English because most of the judges know English. Yeah. So that's how we would win. Well, I suppose it would be kind of hard to relate to a song that you don't understand. Yeah. It's like some of the songs that I listen to, I'm like, I'm not interested because I literally have no idea what you're talking about. But the songs that, like, <laughs> I do like, I know some words in there. <laughs> So how does this work, Jane? Each country has a representative and they choose their performer. So one person's on the panel pretty much for Australia and then they choose, like, who is representing us on the stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then each country is free to decide if they send their number one star or the best new talent they could find. So literally they can send anyone they want. So send us. Yeah, send us. (laughs) We we can compete. Yeah, we'll do a live stream. Yeah. (laughs) Traditionally, six countries are automatically pre-qualified for the grand final. This I thought was really interesting. So France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and the UK and whatever the host country is, they're automatically in the finals. Yeah. Like, how is that fair? I actually read about it and it turns out it's because they are the highest paying bidders for this. So there's a lot of money involved with this. Like, you Mm. literally bid and spend money to get into the semifinals. It's just like in any contest, you have to pay money to submit your work. Yeah. But I'm going to guess that these people are obviously known as the Big Five because they are some of the biggest countries in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Eurovision. Yeah. It's very much like, and they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're buying their way like <laughs> into the finals. Yeah, they're, they're just like, like, eh. Like, yeah, we're the big five. We're automatically in. You guys can suck my ass. Yeah, don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, you suck. <laughs> so each act must sing live. There's no lip syncing. No live instruments are allowed either. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. And after all the songs have been performed, the viewers can vote by telephone, SMS, and through the official app. And once again... You can't vote for your own country. Which, like, yeah, that makes sense because you'd have massive countries full of thousands of people and then some tiny little European country that just wants to, like, compete. And then, obviously, they wouldn't get anything because the big countries would vote for their country, you know? Yeah, because, like, patriotism, yeah. Hmm. Viewers' points from all participating countries will be added up and revealed from the lowest to the highest, eventually revealing a winner. The winner then will perform again and take home the iconic glass microphone trophy. The winning country will traditionally be given the honour of hosting the next Eurovision Song Contest. I was reading something and apparently heaps of countries send like jokesters and stuff because they don't want to host it they literally say the artists do the worst job that you can do we do not want to host Eurovision because it's so much money like for the country so much money but also it'll make them so much money from tourism Mm, yeah so but I suppose if you can't afford to host it in the first place then you know what I mean yeah it's usually the bigger countries that host it. The people who won last year is Morniskin mm. with their song Zitie Bonnie. This year's Eurovision Song Contest is the 66th edition. It's going to be taking place in Turin in Italy, which is the country of Monaskin. That's mm. where they're from. Yeah. I didn't know that. The theme art and slogan for the contest is The Sound of Beauty, and it was unveiled on the 21st of January this year, with further information revealed that the artwork was built around the symmetrical structure and patterns to convey the visual properties of sound. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds so cool. It does. It sounds like, I don't even know, like futuristic. Yeah, right. It also reflects Italian garden design, while the typography was inspired by early 20th century Italian poster art. The colours were 
were drawn from those of the Italian flag. Really cool. So if you don't know, uh, each year the hosting country gets to choose the look and theme and all that kind of stuff for the Eurovision contest. It's pretty cool to see and obviously the country that hosts will incorporate their traditional designs and all that kind of stuff like their colours and all that. Which, if you don't know, Australia competes in this contest. So if Australia wins Eurovision, that means that we would host it. That'd be sick. Right? I'd go to that. Would you go? Are you joking? Of course. (laughs) So this year we will be having 41 countries participating. The list includes all the countries that participated in last year's contest, along with Armenia and Montenegro, who were last taken part in 2019. Which they probably stopped because of COVID. Yeah. The first semi-final will take place on the 10th of May 2022 at 9pm Central Eastern Summertime. So 18 countries are participating with those countries plus France and Italy voting in the semi-final. The second semi-final is taking Taking place on the 12th of May 2022 at 9 p.m. Central Eastern Summertime. 18 countries will be participating in the second semi final with those countries plus Germany, Spain, and the UK voting in this semi final. Australia will be in the second semi final, which over the weekend Australia had their little competition and like announced who's going to be representing us. So we will be announcing this on our Instagram. So make sure you head over there yeah. and give us a follow while you're at it on all of our <laughs> social medias, of course. And it's so exciting. I honestly can't wait. Me too. The final will then take place on the 14th of May at 9pm Central Eastern Summertime. 25 countries will be in this final with the big five known as France, Germany, Spain, the UK and the host country Italy. Mm. And 10 of the best ranked entries in each of the two semifinals will be all in this. And then of course all 41 countries that have entered will be voting in this final. It's a lot of maths. Right? Like Like, my brain's getting confused. Same. I'm just like too many numbers. Like I thought we were singing not doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in school for a reason. <laughs> don't want to use my brain. <laughs> Just tell me what's going on. I'm confused without the numbers. <laughs> so if you want to watch all of these, you can see them if you're in Australia on SBS. They'll all be put on there. And if you're in America, you can watch it on Peacock. And BBC Three for the semifinals. And the finals will be on BBC One if you're in England. I am so excited for this competition. Me too. And I just love how interesting it is. And just so visual. Mm. You're never bored watching it. Oh, 100%. I feel like they also get graded. There's nothing that's said about this, but I feel like they get graded on their stage presence, right? Yeah. You would totally be. Because Definitely. Because every single performance that's been put out so far, mm. like the winners that are going on to the that have been selected by the country because usually they hold a little competition they all like it's all just such amazing performances yeah it sort of reminds me did you ever have school spectacular in western australia no we had school spec in sydney Mm. fun fact everyone (laughs) that's where we're from anyway (laughs) school spec is like this massive thing with all these different people and they're like representing different schools it's pretty much this but the school version like the high school Mm -hmm. it's it was really cool i used to go for music class amazing and like you'd see your friends singing in the choirs and stuff and you're just like oh look at them go oh my god (laughs) they're in the school spec we had something in wa called wakakiri that was in um primary school we did that it was kind of just like a dance performance thing to like send a message (laughs) 
and like all the primary schools would do it. So it's like these little kids running around like little koala costumes and like cars and stuff like that and what sending messages. Message? Well, there was like different messages. Like I'm pretty sure our one was like I did it like four years in a row because mm. I just loved it so much. It was so much fun. One of them was like road safety, and there was another one where it was like online safety. And then I remember the winning schools were always like the really rich ones in like the rich suburbs, and yeah. we never won, which was like really the annoying. One, the kids that wore blazers, they were always the kids yeah, that won. Yeah, and I just went to bloody you know. Get out school. The school down the, on, the, yeah, on the corner. Around you know? the block, you know. the gate. <laughs> this is such a cool thing. Like, I'm so excited for Eurovision. And obviously, we're going to be keeping you updated on all of our social media about Eurovision. Oh, because yeah. it's literally the biggest singing competition in the world. Yeah. And it's, like, probably the only singing competition I watch, to be honest. Mm. Well, it's kind of like, it makes me think, right, because America's going to be participating in this. Mm. Does that mean that... America, like, how many artists do they have to choose from America? Like, are they going to send Lizzo, Beyonce? Like, who? (laughs) (laughs) Like, who else? Yeah, they've got too many options. Eurovision, of course, brings all these really random songs, never before been heard sort of songs, you know. And because some of the countries are trying to translate to English, they can come out a bit... (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, a bit specific, I would say. (laughs) So we're going to talk about our favourite songs this week, but our favourite Eurovision songs. <laughs> My one is by a lovely band called Subwoofer. It is S-U-B-W-O-O-L-F-E-R, Subwoofer. And they performed a song called Give That Wolf a Banana. about (laughs) is make sure you feed that wolf a banana or it's going to eat your grandma. That is the entire message of the song and I love it. I support it. (laughs) I support every single word. Give that wolf a fucking banana. (laughs) You better give him a banana. He's going to eat your grandma, didn't you hear? Yeah, Jesus, listen. Before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf (laughs) So obviously this is a playoff of Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. But it's iconic. Like, their performance... Really good. <laughs> At first, I thought it was kind of scary because they walk around like they're in like full latex black outfits yeah. with like these bright yellow wolf heads with like these massive fangs. Mm. But it is so catchy. Like, so catchy. I would listen to this in like a club and not think twice. Well, especially if you don't understand English either. It just would be so catchy because, yeah, because to us, like, it's, it's obviously hilarious because it's just, it makes no it's sense. literally just like. <laughs> Feed, feed, feed. Yeah. Go check out that song if you want to laugh or, you know, if you want to listen. Like, it is honestly really, really catchy. It's just the lyrics that are a bit... (laughs) It's so catchy it should be illegal. Yeah. It reminds me of the What Does the Fox Say song. You know how that song... That is all I think about when I hear it. Because it is, like, such, like, like the lyrically, it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, Well, not stupid, but, like, lyrically, it's just random. Mm. But it's such a catchy song. (laughs) Yeah. And I know for a fact that it's going to be charting. It'll chart. It'll chart. All around the world. <laughs> What's your favourite song from Eurovision? So mine, um, going to need a bit of a content warning. <laughs> so mine is called Eat Your Salad. It's by Citizani, and they are from Latvia. This song, they won the 2022 Supernova with. Wow. And now they have been 
put into none other than Eurovision. <laughs> I low-key hope they win, just because this song is so unbelievably catchy. It is really, really good. Every time I hear the intro of that one, like... Oh, it's stuck in our heads. We've literally been singing it over to each other. Yeah. It's all we've done. And then it reminds me of another song, and then I sing another song, but then I come back to that song. <laughs> and you know what? It, like, it actually reminds me, like, eat, eat your salad reminds me of Baby, Baby No, no Money's, Money's Eat, eat your, your Veggies. Yes. I oh think we've my. spent too much time together. <laughs> we have the exact same thought process. <laughs> We're like, oh, wolf eating grandma? Sounds like, what does the fox say? <laughs> eat your salad, eat your veggies. <laughs> nice. At least they're encouraging good food behaviour. That's true. They could be saying, like, fuck veggies, eat candy. <laughs> Don't brush your teeth. Like, <laughs> we're saying that. Exactly. So... City Zani is now my new favourite band. Uh, this is their only English release. The rest of their stuff is in their own language. Mm. I believe it's Latvian. I'm going to assume it's that, um, which, correct me if I'm wrong, and I apologise. Um, <laughs> but they're iconic. They're icons. Mm. I'll put, obviously, a snippet of the song. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. <laughs> so that's the intro. So literally it just starts with, it's iconic. I've already, there's actually already a remix that's been made about it and it's like waiting to be uploaded. I found out about it like listening to like another radio show. Oh my God, it was so cool. <laughs> and that's the only time that he says that line, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The rest of the song, it's like, does not even mention it. <laughs> it, it just talks about like eating eating salad, um, like eat your greens, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Although it has actually received a little bit of backlash. Why? Because people are saying that they're just taking the piss like out of the competition. But did we not say earlier that if a country doesn't want to host it, mm-hmm. they say do your worst job? Yeah, but this, this might is actually, actually backfire. Like, yeah, it's like if that was their plan, they fucked up royally because this is a really good song despite the lyrics. <laughs> It's still just amazing. Like, I think they're going to win. It's so catchy. Like, the the production of the song is just crisp. The audio mm. is crisp. The vibe of the song, just even if you just want to skip that little intro part, but you need to listen to it, actually, the whole entire intro, the whole entire song you need to listen through. It is so unbelievably catchy. Like, it just, it makes you want to dance. Yeah, it does. I can see this one in a club as well. <laughs> 100%, especially with the remix that's coming out. Yeah, We don't actually have a hold of the remix yet, but a guy called Tommy Trash remixed this song, and he's Australian, and he is going to absolutely tear up the clubs with this song. I know for a fact. And, of course, in some countries they are more conservative, so they would see this as very obscene. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're Australia. <laughs> yeah, there's not much that phases us, is there? No. Nah. <laughs> we could just be like, yep, to anything, pretty much. Like, cool, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. As long as it's not like, you know, inciting hate on others, which then I don't agree with. But there was actually people saying that this song is misogynistic because there's like some misogynistic lyrics. But I've listened to it and I can't really hear it, the misogynistic lyrics. I'll have to listen to it a few times. Mm. But there's been a bit of controversy about it. But I think it's just people obviously wanting to pick it apart because conservatism uh, and also they don't want them to succeed. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there's much wrong with this. I think it's just got a funny intro. (laughs) It's a song about sex. Yeah. It's literally a song about sex. How many songs are about sex? Yeah. I was literally about to say that. I was going to be like, how many songs are misogynistic or about sex? Every song pretty much is about... That's like I was talking to my partner and he was like, why is every song these days about, like, a breakup song? And then I was like, well, that's just sort of the phase we're in now because we all went through the sad thing of COVID and now everyone's doing their sad little breakup songs. 
But it's like... Although a lot of songs are about sex now. So it's like, mm. what's happening? Are we cheating and then breaking up? What's, what's well, this It's like we're going both sides of the story. It's like someone's cheated on someone, we're getting their cheating one, and then we're getting the breakup one. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It's crazy also to think about the fact that love has... Love and relationships have such a heavy involvement in music. Yeah. Like, you don't really hear us... You don't really hear as much songs written about any other emotion but love. That is true. Or hate, Which, but usually in regards to love. Yes, exactly. It just proves the point. Like, so much songs are just written about love. It's just crazy. Anyways. I think it's just so easy to write about because, like, you've got so many feelings. You get such a strong emotion, which yeah. is, I believe, actually, I had this conversation with my mom when I was younger. I was like, why is everything about love? I want to hear people sing about this. And my mom's mm. like, oh, well, love's a very powerful emotion, like, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, you put it like that, it makes sense. Mm. It's also when you're a kid, you notice it more because, like, you haven't been in love and you're just like, mm. what's all this boring shit? Like, it's all the same thing. And you can't relate to it. Yeah, and every song sounds the same and you're just like, ugh. And it's like, I love my dog. I love my mum, I love my teddy, but I don't feel like that about them. No, no, not doing that to my teddy. <laughs> no. So, other things in music that have happened this week, uh, Tiger and Doja Cat mm-hmm. released a new song. Of course I've streamed it <laughs> a million times. Look, if you see Doja Cat in a headline, just just know that we're dedicating about half the episode to Kyan's rambles that, that week, so <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I'll sit here quietly. It's fine. I'm, I'm happy to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you roasting me on the day. So this isn't their first collab. They originally collabed with their song called Juicy, which is how I found out about Doja Cat. I came into Jade's office the other day. like just, I was like, Jade, Jade, look, look, look. And it was just Doja Cat drunk floating around on a floaty. Like, <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Kai, and I really needed to see this at 9.05 in the morning on a Wednesday. Like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. She was just floating around. <laughs> she was like, she was like, <laughs> she was like, ah, making all these random noises. <laughs> and then, then she also live streamed again, like making dinner. <laughs> I just tuned in because I'm like, what is she doing now? And she's always just doing something random. That's why I love Doja Cat because she's just, she's similar to me. I'm just always doing something weird mm. and just random. So it just makes sense to me, but yeah. to a lot of people it doesn't. Anyways, I see so many videos and shorts of Doja Cat just like at the football and just doing something random on the screens. She's like everywhere but nowhere. Like, yeah, it's like she was there, but no one knew she was there. Anyway, <laughs> she just turned around. I'm in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Something I did want to mention on TikTok. There's, a, you know, the song we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I... What are your thoughts about that being at number one on the hottest 100 for the fourth week in a row? I want to die. Oh, <laughs> I can't stand it. Me I literally have physically not watched the movie because I know how addicting the music is and I do not want to be stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm refusing to watch it because I don't even know why. Like, just the we don't talk about Bruno, that part. Mm-hmm is just on a loop 24-7 in my head because of stupid TikTok. I haven't even seen the damn movie. I know, right? It's just, it's crazy. Um, Also, another thing that's happened in the music is uh, Camila Cabello and Ed Sheeran are collabing. They've announced their collab. And that will be coming out on the 4th of March. That's going to be really good. Right. It's called Bam Bam. Are they competing in Eurovision? Wait, they could be. Bam, bam, I'm winning, bitch. But I think their voices really suit each other. Like, Camilla's really, like, soft, and Ed's also really soft. It's going to be good. Also, I want to go back to the song that we spoke about last week on the podcast, talking about Ed Sheeran, collaborating with Bring Me the Horizon. 
that song has not gotten its justice that it needs. It is so fucking good. <laughs> Literally the best song I've ever heard from Ed Sheeran in my whole entire life. Yeah. Like, it's basically the Bring Me The Horizon featuring Ed Sheeran's song. Like, it's not even his song anymore. It's Bring Me The Horizons. Yeah. yeah. Just sign the deed over right now. It's so good. But I think everything they touch is just, like, gold. <laughs> right? It's, like, similar to The weekend. Yeah. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you stream your podcast episodes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc., and follow our official Muso Mondays playlist on Spotify and all of our social media, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Woo. at Muso Mondays. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Muso Mondays. With Kyan and Jade. New episodes every Monday at 6 p.m. 